Welcome into the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. I'm your host. My name's Doug Ray, and I really do appreciate you spending some of your your weekend with us. And of course, Bryce Payne is with us here in the studio today. Bryce, how's it going, man? It's doing well. Doug, how are you today? I can't complain a bit. Good Just deal. Having a great day already. Absolutely. Well, for those of you who may be tuning in for the first time, Ray Financial and the Wealth Guardians is a local independent firm that works with folks uh, seven to ten years from retirement or people who are already retired. And, you know, most people don't really know how to turn their retirement savings accounts into a, a real steady flow of income once they aren't drawing that paycheck anymore. You know, I focus my practice on retirement income planning. And history shows there's two powerful truths when it comes to finances and retirement. Number one, what got you to retirement's not necessarily going to get you through retirement. And most importantly, number two, losses mean more than gains in retirement once you aren't drawing that paycheck. Very good truths to remind everybody of, Doug. And I want to remind everybody that at the Wealth Guardians, we practice as fiduciaries, which means we are required by our licenses to make recommendations that are in our clients' best interests, not our own. Not all advisors are fiduciaries, so just be aware of that. Doug? Well, you know, before we get started, uh, traditionally, I always salute our military and our first responders before the show. I just want to thank you guys and gals for all you give us, the sacrifices you make, and your families, too. Yeah, and and the families as well, exactly. So, you know, many people say that life just comes down to just a few moments, and now I'm not sure about all that, but I do know that a successful retirement plan comes down to understanding a few key important dates and ages. Today, we're going to get into the discussion of those important uh, dates and times so that you don't miss any opportunities that uh, go along with those and even some penalties that may be involved. So when you think of a certain important date or an age, generally you think of birthdays, anniversaries, uh, special moments, things like that. But as you get older and you get into pre-retirement and retirement years, other dates and ages become very important. In fact, these certain dates may even be more important than a birthday, an anniversary even. And missing them or not understanding what happens at these times can have a negative impact on your whole retirement plan. You know, most people work extremely hard to build that nest egg for retirement, and they're going to take care of it in retirement. But a part of building that nest egg is proper understanding and planning around some of the key dates. And we can make your job for planning for retirement much easier. So the key ages related to retirement are, believe it or not, starts at 21. Then there's age 50, 55, 59 and a half, 62. Then the ages between 62 and 65, then 65 to 67, and then 70 and 70 and a half. So each of these ages represent a very important time related to some type of retirement issue like contributions, withdrawal guidelines, Social Security, Medicare, required minimum distributions, and other things. So most require some type of action to be taken, which is going to affect your retirement plan in some sort of way. So, for example, are you sure you understand when you can access money out of a retirement plan without a penalty? Or when you can make as much money as you want without losing Social Security benefits? 
So to plan for retirement properly and get the most of your retirement nest egg, you need to understand all of these key ages and the issues and options that each entails. So, Bryce, let's get started here. All right, Doug, sounds like there's a lot of key important dates out there. I will say, just for the record, that the most important dates that I keep in mind are uh, my wife's anniversary, our anniversary and my wife's birthday, and both of those are somewhere in my calendar. But back to topic, who would guess that the first age related to one's retirement is actually age 21? Now, that's actually the age when employees can first join a company-sponsored 401k plan, generally speaking. Now, even though one can start saving for retirement much earlier if they have earned income in some other plans like a traditional IRA, most plan sponsors are generally allowed to exclude employees younger than 21 from 401k plans, and of course, many companies absolutely choose to do that. And in recent IRS survey of uh, 1,200 people in a 401k plan, sponsors found that 64% require employees to be at least age 21 before they can participate in that company-sponsored 401k plan. And 61% of companies that offer a 401k match require employees to be at least age 21 to qualify for that. Now, the nice thing about starting to save money this early is it can make a tremendous difference in retirement planning, mainly because you have so many years to reap the benefits of what's called compound interest. Now, once money starts compounding, the growth can really take off. So simple advice, start as early as you possibly can, even if it's just a small amount. Get in the habit of it and at least contribute enough to get the company match if there is one, because that's that's free money. There's There's no... No decision around that. So the age 21 is a key age for starting to save money for retirement, Doug. Wow, 21. That's so long ago, I hardly remember. But I was starting my uh, my senior year at East Carolina then. And, you know, this morning it was interesting. We were talking about this time and date and uh, uh, did some uh, some research and found out that it was in 1978 when the 401k plan actually came into existence. So uh, 21 is is a key date. Now, the next one, the next key time is not until you're 50. So at age 50, you can make step-up contributions to a retirement plan like an IRA, a 401k or a 403b. So for 2018, 2019, you can make an additional $1,000 contribution to an individual IRA, a Roth IRA, a 401k or a 403b. So that's an additional contribution to your $6,000. So if you're over 50, then you can put in $7,000 a year to an IRA or a Roth or, or something like that. But if it's a 401k, then that goes up significantly. You can go up to $24,500. Uh, So that's a great way to start saving for retirement. Absolutely is. You know, another significance uh, behind the age of 50 is when people enter the so-called pre-retirement arena. That's time to start getting serious about not only saving money, but saving in the most proper way and having proper risk management systems in place to avoid serious downturns in the market. You know, guys, in, in your 20s, 30s, maybe even 40s, you may be able to do the typical traditional asset allocation, the old buy and hold approach, not worry about it, because you got a lot of time left before you really need that money. So you can be buying at different swings in the market, different levels of the market. But now, once you reach age 50, you really need to start minimizing the exposure of your accounts to the risk of the investment m- market's mistakes and downturns. 
it's time to start getting the proper risk management system in place to avoid the extreme volatility in the market and basically prevent the big hits like the last one in 08. But, you know, folks, the last year and a half, almost two years now, we've been basically in a sideways market that's mm-hmm. been extraordinarily volatile. And literally, if, you be, if you're serious about it, if you look at your accounts, you really haven't made money since the beginning of 2018. So we are, the markets today are near all-time highs. The big correction is coming at some point. We don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to come. You know that. But you need to avoid taking that big hit. And that doesn't mean you don't need to be in the market and earning a good rate of return, but you have to have some kind of a stop-loss strategy in place to protect your your nest egg. Yeah, that's true. This is just purely proper risk management. Right. And you need to work with the right investment professional with a knowledge of and access to the unique and adaptable strategies that will adjust based on changing market conditions so that we can grow and protect your money in the best way possible. Very true. Okay, so that was age 50. Let's skip ahead now to age 55. And this is a very key age that most people and even many financial advisors just don't know about. So let's let's go into this. That lack of knowledge has actually cost many people a lot of money and penalties. Let me explain. Generally, retirement money does not typically become available without penalty until the age of 59 and a half. However, if you leave your job, maybe you retire, you separate from service, whatever, in the calendar year you turn age 55 or later, you can actually take money out of the company-sponsored retirement plan without any penalty. And this is a nice little key feature that most people just don't know about. In fact, Doug, we recently had a 57-year-old gentleman in the office who wanted to retire from his current employer now so he could start exploring his other passions. Well, as you'd expect, he needed some money and wanted help regarding how and where to, to access it. He was thinking going so far as taking out loans or doing some other things and wanted advice on which was the best route to go. But since he was 57 years old, he actually qualified to use the money from his current employer's retirement savings plan without a penalty. So needless to say, he was thrilled to find that out from us. Now, word of caution here. If you roll any money out of your company-sponsored retirement plan over to an IRA before age 59 and a half, then you're going to lose that option of taking any money out without a penalty. You have to make sure you leave money in your company-sponsored retirement plan because if you roll it all over to an IRA, that deal is going to be off the table plain and simple. So be careful. If you're going to retire or separate from service between ages 55 and 59 and a half, just be warned. And again, this is truly important information because it may help people out by allowing them to utilize their money while avoiding penalties. And Doug, you, we know this, but boy, not many other people out there do. Yeah, you're right, Bryce. And I'll tell you, one of the uh, real case histories was uh, one of our current clients uh, came to me about five or six years ago. And, uh, you know, he was employed with a major uh, Fortune 100 company, had a lot of company stock in his plan. And, uh You know, he wanted to retire early. This advisor he went to basically said, yeah, you could, but failed to tell him that, you know, since he was under 59 and a half, that he'd have to leave the money in the 401k plan to take distributions. Obviously, this advisor wanted that money uh, to uh, earn a fee on. Well, 
So the bottom line is it was one of the most egregious things I've ever seen in the business. And uh, at any rate, uh, we got him squared away and and so forth. But that age 55 rule, a lot of people miss it. Even financial advisors do. Now, you just mentioned uh, the 59 and a half rule. And that's the first age you can take withdrawals from your IRA accounts without incurring a penalty. And since there's so much money in retirement accounts, this is a very key age. Again, age 59 and a half is the age you can access retirement savings without a penalty. All right. Well, we are up against a quick break, but do stay tuned. We will be right back. We're going to keep marching down the key age timeline when we come back. So please don't get any older until we're back. And go ahead and grab a pen because I'm going to give you the phone number that you can reach out to us when we do come back. And welcome back to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. This is where we help our clients retire the job, but not the paycheck. And so for listeners who are five to seven years from retirement and you want to confirm that you're making the best decisions for retirement, well, good news. We offer a no cost, no obligation, second opinion to make sure you are indeed on the right path for retirement. And as I told you before the break, get a pen ready because I was going to give you the phone number. Well, here it is. If you want to reach out to us for that uh, free second opinion, 336 336- 391-3409. Again, that's 336-391-3409. Now, we've been discussing key ages and benchmarks in the timeline of retirement planning. We're going to continue with that. And the next key retirement age is the age of 62. Holy cow, that's me. I'm 62. Oh, well, then listen up, Doug, because this one's for you. (laughs) So, guys, this age represents a couple of things. First, it's the first age when you can start taking your Social Security benefits. So if you're going to receive a larger Social Security benefit if you wait until a full retirement age to apply for benefits, and even a larger benefit if you wait all the way till 70, those are called delayed credits. But age 62 is the first age when it becomes available if you need the money at that time. You know, we've talked about Social Security so many times on this show, and we give these workshops all year long on Social Security benefits. But hearing more about Social Security, there's been much discussion and fear of possible changes in the Social Security system down the road. Yeah, a lot of fear. Before making such an important planning decision regarding your Social Security benefits, I strongly encourage that you meet with a Social Security planning expert. Take a look at your personal situation. Find out how to maximize your benefits with Social Security, along with all your other income sources that's based on the specific and unique situation. And Doug, I'll mention too, just to remind everybody out there that you and I both are certified with the National Social Security Association. So we know a little bit about what we're talking about. We know quite a bit about what we're talking about. So, you know, be careful when making that Social Security election, because for the most part, it is a one-time election. So you want to make sure you make the right selection based on your personal and unique situation. And if you haven't turned on your Social Security or you did very recently and feel free to reach out and would like to have an analysis done to find out 
all your options and determine how to maximize those benefits. You know, we're very uh, easily able to help you determine if you made the right decision or, or maybe there's a better decision for you and yeah, your Yeah, sometimes your they, situation. Can be, they can be undone in some cases. Yep. So another reason the age of 62 is important is that when it comes to retirement planning, it also represents the age when you first become eligible to do a reverse mortgage. Ah, very good. A reverse mortgage is a special type of home loan that converts a portion of your equity into cash or a monthly income. So the equity you built up over the years making those mortgage payments can now be paid back to you. And unlike a traditional home equity loan or a second mortgage, a reverse mortgage owners do not have to repay that loan until the borrowers are no longer living in the home. You use it as your primary residence until you pass away. And people look at reverse mortgages to utilize the equity of their home for extra income in retirement, especially those who don't have a desire to leave a free and clear home to a beneficiary. However, again, you can't do this until you're 62 or older. And another key age about uh, another key point about the age of 62, Doug, that uh, I want to remind you of: it's the first day of the rest of your life. Mm. <laughs> yours yeah, anyway. Exactly. All right. Well, next on the key birthday age list, let's jump ahead three years here to age 65. Now, most people know this is the age when you enroll in Medicare. Now, before you turn 65, three months prior to be exact, you should apply for Medicare Part A, which is your hospital benefits, and Part B, which is your medical benefits as well, as any other type of supplement plan that you may want to purchase to fill in the gaps. Now, obviously, there has been a tremendous amount of change in the healthcare arena in the last several years, and there's going to continue to be a lot of change, I think, for the next coming years as well. It's very important that each Medicare recipient decides which plan meets their specific health needs the best. Now, we recommend that every person approaching age 65 start by reading the guidebook called the Medicare and You to become familiar with all the Medicare benefits. Next, you'd want to contact a specialist in this arena to figure out the best plan for your specific situation. And we have a terrific industry peer that uh, has worked with us and our uh, clients uh, for years now, and that's all they do is Medicare supplements. So uh, there are experts out there on this. And, Doug, our next key age actually varies per individual. That's strange. Well, that's true, though, but it varies. Uh, it's not the same for everybody. You know, the full retirement age is the age at which a person may first become entitled to full or unreduced Social Security benefits. That age is anywhere between 65 and 67, and it depends upon the year you were born. You know, as we said earlier, 62 is the earliest age to turn your Social Security benefits on. But turning them on early, which is before full retirement, you take a reduced amount for the rest of your life. Now, who wants that? Well, I don't. <laughs> and I'm 62, so I haven't turned mine on. Now, if you don't expect to live a long time in retirement, then it may make some sense to turn your benefits on at 62 or early. However, most people are going to live a, an average to an above average life expectancy, and that's uh, why knowing your full retirement age is very important. That's the date at which you'll not reduce any amounts of your benefits for the rest of your life. And also, it's an age when you no longer lose Social Security benefits if making too much money. So if you turn Social Security on before full retirement, 
then you're going to lose a dollar in benefits for every $2 of earning in excess of this year's amount, which is $17,400. So when you reach full retirement age, you're allowed to make as much money as you possibly can, and I want you to. I want you to make Bill Gates kind of money. But it's very important because a lot of people like to continue to work into their retirement years after they've turned their Social Security on. And it's important to know and understand that between the ages of 65 and 67, when your actual full retirement age is, as well as to know when to maximize those Social Security benefits. There's a lot of factors that go into determining how to maximize those benefits. There are a lot of factors indeed. And the next key age is, drumroll, wait for it, 70 and a half. Well, yeah, that's when you have to start taking this thing called a required minimum distribution, or an RMD for short. That comes out of your retirement accounts. And not 70, 70 and a half. Yeah. Now, the IRS can't have anything to do with that decision, could they? Who would figure that? (laughs) Why not 70? Yeah. Why not 71? Why not 75? I'm going to make it complex. So once again, 70 and a half is required to take a distribution from the IRAs, whether you like it or not. And that also includes the 401ks as well. These mandatory distributions are called required minimum distributions, and you're hit with an extreme penalty if you don't take enough money out by the right time. And that penalty, folks, listen to this. Is 50% of the amount that you should have taken. That is huge. So the calculation has to be done correctly, and you have to understand it if you don't want to get hit with a large penalty. Then they're going to make you take it anyway. So it's 50% of what you're supposed to take, plus then you got to take your RMD anyway. Unbelievable. So RMDs begin at age 70 and a half, but the actual rule for the first RMD is that it has to be taken by April 1st of the year following the year you turn age 70 and a half. So let's say if you turn age 70 and a half in August of 2019, uh, your RMD does not have to be taken until April 1st of 2020. So, however, this is still a 2019 RMD, and your 2020 RMD is also going to have to be taken by December 31st of 2020. Clear as mud. Yeah, very clear. That's why we have most of our clients taking their RMD in their 70 and a half birthday year called the required beginning year. It's just easier that way. So, if you do it this way, you're going to have to pay tax on two RMDs in the same tax year. So be careful dealing with these RMDs because the penalties are really, really bad if you make a mistake. So now there are strategies that come into play when taking RMDs the most effective way. So for example, you don't have to take an RMD out of each retirement account, but do have to meet the minimum required for each type of retirement account. So if you had five IRAs, you have to determine the RMD for each of the five. But the total amount of the RMDs can be taken from just one of those accounts to meet the minimum amount for all of them. Little rules and strategies regarding RMDs uh, and understanding them because it's so important to maximize your earnings and minimize and eliminate any penalties that you might occur. 
you know, taking RMDs out of the correct accounts is going to benefit your retirement plan going forward. Absolutely. So RMDs are very, very important to understand. That, that they are indeed. Doug, I'm wondering, is there anything anyone can do if they do not want or need to take the money from their RMD? We have a lot of clients like that. What do we tell them? Well, in fact, a couple of tax rules on the books that can delay or eliminate a taxable RMD. Do tell. All right. You don't have time to go into details on this show today, but reach out to me if you want more information on how to delay or eliminate the tax burden from an RMD. Again, I highly encourage you to get the help of a financial advisor uh, helping you with your required minimum distributions, especially in that very first year where you have to take them. You need to to do this correctly and and make sure you get those RMDs out in a proper, timely manner. Doug, talk for a moment just about if you uh, give charitably um, from one of your accounts, how you can do that uh, from an RMD and avoid the taxes, therefore. So, yeah, let's let's take that into account. If you're charitably inclined, if you like to tie, that kind of thing and you don't need your RMD for for a uh, for living, then just have that sent directly to your church or synagogue or your favorite charity. Directly. 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 Okay. It can't touch your pocket, but it goes directly there, and uh, then you're not taxed on that RMD. So you just have the, uh, the custodian write the check to, say, whatever your church is. Yeah, the American Heart Association or whatever. Humane Society, and then mm-hmm. that money never touches your pocket, so therefore you're never taxed on it. That's good to know. I think a lot of people, including my mother, weren't aware of that. Well, folks, as you can see from today's show, there are a lot of key dates and ages that play a major role in your retirement benefits, and you need to understand these in order to have your retirement plan work to its absolutely maximum benefit for you. So every situation is unique, and that's why Doug and I recommend you sit down for one of our no-cost, no-obligation second opinion and reviews. We're happy to meet with you. Let's see if we can identify areas where we can offer additional options for you, more tax efficiency and Social Security optimization. Let us show you, as we say, how to retire the job, but keep the paycheck. Give us a call, 336-391-3409 or online at thewealthguardians.com. Folks, thanks for listening, and we will be here again next week on the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. 